Firstly, how are you? you. I'm, I'm good. I'm good. How are you? Uh, I'm fine. Thank you. Firstly, thank you for accepting my invitation and accepting to be on my show. It was my pleasure. So, uh, desire span. No, you pronounce it um, Desiree in English, but it's originally French, Desiree. And well, I'm from Holland, the Netherlands, and here we say uh, Desiree, but you can just call me Desiree. Is that your name? Yeah, Desiree, and my last name is Span. Desiree. Okay, so I thought that when I saw it, uh, desire, which means uh, I saw your bio, it shows yeah. that you are a roman uh, romance writer. So I yeah. thought uh, desire and romance, somewhere <laughs> it is connected, and uh, I thought it is, it is your book name. Yeah, well, no, like a pseudonym, no, it's actually my real name. But it does, in French, it does uh, mean desire. So that's a nice link to the romance uh, genre in which I write. Um, but no, and uh, my friends call me Daze or Daisy or, you know, but uh, it's Desiree. So uh, can you please introduce yourself to my audience? Yes, of course. Um, well, as I said, my name is uh, Desiree Desiree, uh, Desiree Span, and uh, I'm a writer. Um, I'm also a teacher. I teach English uh, at middle school and high school. Um, and uh, next to teaching at the high school, I'm also I coordinate our um, um, TV club. So I we also make small productions of uh, television uh, and local news articles uh, related to school and to the community. Um, and um, well, that's mostly it. So I teach during the day and I write during the night. And um, well, my writing process, I've been writing for a long time now, small short stories. I've written uh, screenplays, but nothing that I've shown to anybody else before. But um, then in 2018, I uh, decided that I wanted to share my, my stuff with the audience and so I um, I reached out to uh, Amsterdam publishers they are located here in the Netherlands and they helped me bring um, my first debut novel on the market which is called Oliver and Erica and it's uh, as you said it's a romance novel and um, well, you can buy it on Amazon. It's uh, available as Kindle, you know, in, in e uh, as e-reader or an e-book uh, or paperback. And uh, there is also, if you would like to get to acquainted with my work first, I have a small novella, which is a short story, which you can download for free, so that you can get acquainted with my writing style first. And then, if you like it, then you can purchase my book. So um, this is then my first novel, and right now I've written my second novel. Um, and um, well, I'm in the process of trying to get it to a literary agent, uh, because even though I live in the Netherlands, I write in English, because I think I can reach a larger audience uh, in English, of course. And so um, I'm looking for a literary agent, but I mean, the process is slower. You know, everybody is uh, uh, still, in the lockdown, some are getting out of the lockdown, so there's more time to write. So, um, 
Yeah, it's a very busy market right now and um, waiting times with literary agents are sometimes up to six months before you even get uh, a rejection or an approval back. So uh, I'm waiting for this and if it doesn't work out, then I'm thinking of self-publishing my second novel. And in the meantime, I'm already working on my third novel. So, you know, it's a process and we'll see how it goes. So it seems like uh, you have you are into multiple professions. Excuse me. Uh, uh, it looks like uh, you are into multiple professions. Yes, yes. I um, well, as I said before, uh, my day job is I teach and uh, I teach English to Dutch students. And on the side at the school, I mean, all the kids have the students have uh, clubs that they attend to, and I have also a. Uh, when I finished, I have I, fit, I have a master's in, in film and arts, so I use this also at school next to my teaching degree. And um, so I help coordinate the TV club and we are um, right now in the middle of putting on a very big like multimedia center for the students. And I'm also a part of that as a coordinator. So I teach, I coordinate the TV club and I write. So those are the three things that occupy my day. <laughs> well, and beside that, to tell you a little more about myself, um, I was born here in the Netherlands, um, but um, we, I went with my, I'm the eldest of, of three and my parents uh, took us kids abroad when I was very young. My father, uh, um, got hired for a job as an expat, so I've lived in many different countries, and um, I grew up uh, also mainly in South America, which as an advantage is I also speak uh, Spanish fluently, so next to English, English and, and Dutch, Dutch, I also speak Spanish, and um, well, my father is Dutch, but my mother is from the Caribbean, from one of the colony islands of the Netherlands, and um, well, we uh, were there as well for many years on Curacao, and the local language that they speak there is Papiamento, it's called, and uh, so I speak that as well. So, <laughs> and uh, well, when uh, I grew up, as I said, in different countries, and then when I turned 18, um, um, 18, 19, I came back to the Netherlands by myself at first, and I went to the university here and then my sisters that are younger than me, they followed. So eventually we all kind of like came back to where our roots are, but we had the opportunity to visit many countries in the world. And, you know, it's still, uh, it has left me with a desire to keep on traveling. I love getting to know, you know, uh, different cultures um, and traveling is one of my passions. Everything of traveling except the part of sitting in the plane. That's the only part I don't like. <laughs> Um, so, you know, and it kind of gives you that restlessness of uh, we're here, I'm here right now, but I would still love to be able to see other countries and travel. So that's uh, one of my uh, favorite things to do every time I have the opportunity. So where are you proper from? What is your native country? So I am, my, I am from the Netherlands. I mean, I am my nationality. I am Dutch. Um, but as I said, I was born here, but then when I was five, I already went abroad. So you could say that I'm born here, I'm Dutch, but I don't really feel completely Dutch because, you know, I've, I've, I grew up in different countries. Every four years we would move to somewhere else. 
And um, so you like pick up things from different countries. And in my, I mean, at home, as I said, my father is Dutch, but my mother is from the Caribbean. So we also grew up with two co different cultures and uh, speaking different languages at home. So you could say I'm more of a of a, a world citizen and not particularly just Dutch. But you know, I'm here right now. I'm back here, and of course, I mean, Dutch is my birthplace, and my family lives here now. My husband, my kids. I have my job here, my friends. So in the end, I would say I am Dutch. But still, you know, sometimes I feel like. Uh, yeah, I would still like to be able to see some places else. So I have a question. So you said uh, you love traveling. Traveling, you know, you have to move from uh, one place to another place. Uh, and uh, you said uh, you you observe different religions and different country people and different uh, things in the world, right? So, so what is the difference between, uh, you know, when you are an author, you are sitting in some place and just imagining and just trying to put whatever is coming in in your mind, which means thoughts are traveling in your mind. But then comes to the physical travel, you're moving from one place to another place and you're, you're observing things. So what is the difference between traveling physically and traveling from one place to another place just by sitting in one place? Yeah, I think that um, when you have when you're physically traveling, you get to more like the the whole experience all your senses are involved uh, the smells the colors the the you you get like the the whole experience um to give you an example i am i had the opportunity to go to mumbai but it was just one day <laughs> and um um you've seen it on postcards and in pictures, but you can only really experience it when you are physically there. I remember when I was there, it was very overwhelming. The the the, the aromas of the you know the the the, the food on the streets, the the loud uh, busy traffic, but also the chattering of the people and you know the the colors, the heat of the country. So when you are Physically traveling, I think that the experience is more complete. You use all your senses, which then you can translate in your uh, writing. And uh, when you're sitting in one place physically, um, I think, uh, I mean, your mind wanders and you use your imagination and your fantasy, which also gives you the freedom to add any elements that you want. But it's not the real experience. And I think that is like, you know, when you when you travel, you have the opportunity to travel and you do it. Um, it's a, a benefit to give you like the whole five senses experience, which you can translate back to words in that moment in your novel. So you are saying if you are physically traveling, uh, the words that you put in your book is completely different from the imagination that you put when you sit and write in one particular place. And you're saying that the the words that comes out when you travel from one place to another, when you use five senses of yours, the words will be more effective and impactful. It uh, doesn't necessarily have to be more effective or impact impactful because the imagination can be just as strong. Um, but I do think that if um, somebody else reads your words and they have been in the same place that you have been, they might feel better connected because they identify 
with the feelings that you had when you were in that place. And if, for example, if I'm sitting here and I've never been to, let me say, for example, Iceland or, or Alaska or whatever, and I can imagine it from the movies and other things that I have read, um, and then I add my own imagination to that, um, it doesn't mean that it's less effective or it has less impact, but the person that has been to Iceland or Alaska might not identify themselves in the words that I put on paper. You see what I mean? I think the experience is completely different. And it doesn't mean it's a, less, a lesser experience, it's just a, a different experience. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, your explanation is very clear. So your English is very good. Why? Oh, because, um, well, it's not the best, but it's good because, well, of course, I studied English literature to, to be able to teach English. Um, and also I had, because we were traveling as kids, my parents put us in the international school, which means that, you know, when you're traveling from one place to another, uh, every three, four years, you have, uh, when you're in the international school, you follow the same program. So I could be, for example, in India today in the international school and then the next uh, day in South America and I would still be able to follow my education without feeling a, a big impact that, you know, it's been cut short or whatever. And because English is I suppose you could say like a universal language. I mean, the fact that you and I, I mean, I'm all the way here and you're there, we can communicate, which is wonderful. Um, I think that that's why they choose to teach in English, you know, so that uh, wherever you are, you can just step in in the classroom and then you can follow the classes. So that is um, one of the benefits I had that it has really helped me with my English. And of course, when I'm writing, you have the time to sit down and think of your sentence structure and the style and the words, and you look up things that you're like, okay, so I know how to say this in Spanish, but how do you say this again in English? So you have the time to process and 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 you know structure the things you want to say in in in, in well written uh, sentences. And next to that, I have my editor Sarah, and she's wonderful, and she uh, helps me with all my grammar errors and uh, expressions. And for example, I would uh, put an expression which is something typical in Dutch. And then she would send me an email back like, I don't know this expression because she's from the United States. And she's like, you have to take that out because it doesn't exist in English. Or she would uh, say, well, I don't recognize this expression, but it sounds really good. You should keep it, even though it's not, you know, because, well, that's the beauty of language. You can create your own expressions as long as it they make sense somewhat can i say the uh, because of the uh, because of you traveling to too many places and watching and understanding and uh, listening to different things uh, that is why the reason you have this broad mindset and uh, have uh, uh, this creative thoughts um i think it helps i mean you have more resources to um, get your ideas from. Um, I'm, I, you, you meet people, you have conversations, which gives you, you know, like ideas that you can integrate in your story. And once again, you don't have to, you know, be someone that travels or that has seen the world to be able to write a good story. That's absolutely not true. But I do think it 
helps you. It, it's another place where you can get ideas, you know, and, and you get to talk with people who have had other experiences and you can pick things that you like from these conversations or their lives and integrate them in your own story. It makes your experience richer, I think. It gives you more to get your, your it broadens your ideas and your fantasies. So yes, I think it has added value for me in any in any case. So film and art is different from uh, you being uh, an English teacher for Dutch students. So what is this? Sorry, I didn't catch the first part of your question. Film and art is different from uh, you being a teacher for Dutch students, English teacher yeah. for Dutch students. So how do you define this? Well, it's different because um, uh, first of all, the setting is completely different. I mean, um, when I'm teaching English, uh, we're in the classroom and I have a different role. My role is to, um, next to teaching English, I'm also there to keep order and help them with discipline and planning and management of their, you know, their, 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 the stuff they have to learn. And uh, so it's not just teaching English. As a teacher, you have, like I feel at least, the responsibility that you're helping them forming to form them to become like, you know, the human beings that will contribute to society in the future and whatever that contribution may be, even if it's just little things like, you know, teaching them manners. When you come inside the classroom, you sit down and you say hello, because that's something that even the students nowadays, they just come in and sit down and they start talking with each other. And I'm like, hello, good morning, you know, things, little things like that. So I, in the teacher, I put on a different hat, you know, like I'm more strict and I have more uh, demands, uh, but I also uh, guide them more. And as uh, when I'm in my role as a, as a project leader of the TV club, I give them a lot more freedom I'm still there to guide them, um, but it's it's you can see it as it's like a club activity. So the pressure on them is a lot less. I give them much more room for them to come with their own ideas, and I I, I facilitate them to be able to accomplish what they want. They come with ideas, and I help them with these ideas, and they tell me, uh, you know, Mrs. Span, we need this, this, and this, because we want to do that. And then I'm there to help them to get it done. So my, I think that my role as, uh, as uh, the, the, the TV, you know, the club uh, leader, to, to give it a name, is very different as the teacher that I am in the classroom. And it's funny because some of the kids um, I see them, they are in the club, but I also teach them English. I mean, some of them, you know, are, it overlaps and they would come to me laughing because they're like, oh, you're so different when you're in the classroom as when you are, you know, out, uh, out of school hours uh, at the club at school. But I, I, they understand it's, it's necessary that I play a different role um, when I'm doing two different things. And as long as, I mean, uh, they, they, they know me and they know that the way they have to go about me and our relationship as teacher-students when I'm teaching English is different. When I'm, you know, the leader of the film club and I'm still their teacher and they're still my student, but we're, it's, you know, less formal, you could say. So coming to the point that you mentioned, uh... Uh, you you uh, are watching from the world from the top view. You are into all the countries. 
you said that is uh, can i say uh, you uh, you can connect with any person who is uh, who is from any part of uh, part of the world and uh, can communicate and can exchange words for a long time um well i mean with any person it might be a little of an exaggeration but i do think that i can adapt easily to um to someone with a different uh, culture or opinion or ideas or whatever because i can relate at some point uh, for example my husband uh, he is mexican so um um i mean the latino culture is something that i mean we've been married for 20 years now and i speak spanish so we have that also in common but it makes uh, we it makes that we've traveled to mexico many times and different uh, uh, countries in south america and in, in north america i mean of course mexico is in north america but then you have you have all the part from north america coming to the south which has, which is spanish speaking and we've been to several countries and i can identify with um with these people and with with their with their culture and i feel at home there because of the experience that i've had in the past because i've traveled and i've also lived in ecuador and in venezuela and you know it, i grew up there in the 80s in the beginning of the 90s so it's something that i have in common and it's 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 actually it feels like at some point you're you can relate and you're you you you're going back to uh, like childhood memories when uh, when i travel and i see uh something that i used to eat when i was like a candy or something as a child you know so it it gives nice memories and that's something that then i can relate to and those little experience that i had as a child growing up in different countries make that i can connect with people maybe easier now that i am a grown up because i can pick those little things that i can remember from when i was a kid so how can you manage uh, how you are managing this multiple roles and how you can shift from one role to another role uh, that faster uh you mean switch the role you mean switch the roles but between yeah. what and what you you said you have you are into multiple roles uh, oh, in the introduction so, yeah. of yeah so how yeah. can you able to switch uh, yeah. yourself from one 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 from like you are a teacher from teaching to you are coming to the creative job where you have to have a completely uh, complete 100% freedom in order to create something new or uh, uh, yeah. tell something very uh, uh, new something that you have not heard before or people have not seen before so how can you shift yourself like that yeah i think it goes uh, it's an unconscious process it goes organically um and it also has a lot to do with the actual setting of the location where you're at i mean when i'm at school in the classroom behind my desk you automatically transform into the teacher you know and then when i walk out of the classroom and i'm in the area where we can do our film productions or i'm you know with that group of kids you automatically transform into the other role and and as for writing as well when i come home i leave my teacher role at school and i come home and i become the writer so you know i don't it's not something i really think about or it's not really that i have to turn a switch you know uh, psychologically i think it just uh, it, it it flows it flows organically depending on where i am at that moment that's the role that i take on 
and it's not something fortunately that I really have to think about because I think that would be very exhausting if you have to really think about okay now I am the teacher oh now I am the writer so no uh, I asked you that question because I met people who are uh, uh, who feel very tough to switch themselves uh, one one from one to another because uh, they, 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 I, they have fixed mindsets. You know, they feel struggle to one, uh, one to other. Your answer uh, from this video or this audio clip gives the uh, information and uh, tells other people who are unable to do that. You know, I'm asking that question. Your answer will send them information that it is not that tough. It is very easy. You know, you are natural. <laughs> like you use the word called organic, so that will go into their minds and place. <laughs> you know that the, they, they'll feel smooth smoother when when they are trying to do something like you yeah so well anything that helps and and i mean i maybe i'm just lucky that i've i don't have to think about it i i walk out of one role i i i slide out of one role into the other and maybe at the end of the day i am tired of course but uh, and and because I'm, you know, you're constant. I'm unconsciously switching from one role to the other, which of course it takes a toll. I mean, at the end of the day, I'm tired, but during the process, I don't have to think about it. So I think I'm I'm lucky, <laughs> and 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 I do believe that if you like what you're doing, and you love all these different roles, that it 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 would be easier because you don't have to like, oh no, now I have to be the teacher. You know, you don't think about it consciously. You just take on the role. And then when you're done, you automatically let it go and you pick up the other role. And so you're like constantly putting on different hats, you know, like teacher hat, writer hat, uh, TV guidance hat. That's, that's how I'm doing it. So, uh, so I want to compare you with the people who uh, uh, changes uh, their, uh, you know, who change their physical structure using different exercises. They, they do exercises in order to change the shapes of their bodies, and you are doing the same with the mind. You know, you are shaping your change. You are, I mean, you are doing exercise in your mind, and your thoughts, your thoughts are doing exercise. I think that that is why the reason it is easier for you to stretch yourself like how yeah, body, people stretch their bodies <laughs> yeah, yeah maybe uh, yeah my, my my body is my my, my mind is flexible <laughs> your mind is your body <laughs> you can write a book on it yeah i could <laughs> a new book <laughs> uh, we could we could put it we could co-write it and you're like for how to transform your mind to your body <laughs> You have a very clear understanding about uh, the physical and the mental thing, I think. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, I'm everybody, I, I mean, I also have times where you find it's uh, that all the roles that you have to take up, because don't forget, next to everything, I'm also a mother and a wife. And, you know, so I have other roles as well that are just as important. And um, it can become overwhelming at, at times. And um, but I think that you have to try to find a balance in these things, which is not easy, um, especially when there are a lot and that you have your obligations, you know, you have your obligations at work and at home or whatever your obligations are. But it's 
to take the time and step back and do the things that you love and enjoy. And um, I think that when you do something that you like, it doesn't feel like work. It feels like, okay, I have my responsibility, but I do it with joy. And that at the same time, it's taking energy, but it's also giving you energy because you know, you're doing it with passion. And as I say, with, 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 I'm very lucky that I, do, I can do what I like to do. And um, and then it doesn't feel as exhausting as it is in the, at the end of the day. Uh, I want to call you as a universal connector. Okay. <laughs> okay. We can do that. <laughs> because you uh, you can understand mental, physical, emotional, technical, spiritual. You can. What what do you call yourself as among all this? Oh, I haven't really thought about it that, you know, I mean, you're analyzing uh, my way of thinking or my way of going about life. And it's not something that I've really analyzed that profoundly. I just uh, I just go with it. And then right now, as we're talking and you're asking the right questions, then, you know, I'm I'm thinking about it and then I'm expressing myself. And um but I, you'll have to give me a minute to think about how I would call myself because right now I'm just I'm I'm doing what I can and and what I say I'm I I like what I'm doing which um which also helps me to um be able to be mentally flexible you know and to be able to switch from in and out of role I think it's it has a lot to do with with passion and um and joy and and uh, when you're satisfied with the thing that you're doing then it helps you also to gain more patience energy or whatever it is you need to get through the day so where that energy is coming from where that energy is making what energy that is making you to shift yourself from one to another and what energy that what is that is making you to uh, explore yourself and uh, go to different places and observe things and uh, use your five senses effectively. Yeah, um, I think that's a it's a good question because I've actually you know in my 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 family I have a very good relationship with my sisters, my two younger sisters, and sometimes they tell me they say you are always on standby. You know you have like the, an on button and an off button. And even when I'm supposed to be on my off button, I'm always on standby. That means that I'm never completely like resting because I'm either, even in my resting mode, I'm, I'm mentally um, thinking of ideas, writing or whatever it is I'm doing at that moment. And um, I think that getting my energy, it, it works different for everybody. I mean, some people enjoy just taking a relaxing bath. Uh, other people enjoy gardening. Um, um, other people enjoy taking long walks, you know, or just meditating. So in my case, um, writing it gives me energy. It, it gives me, I'm in my bubble. And in that moment, I mean, even my kids know, you know, that that's mommy time. So it's, you know, please don't disturb me. And um, um it, it, it gives me a moment. It's for me. It's like some kind of meditation because I'm in my own world and I get to express myself. I'm very deep in thought, and so it doesn't. My mind is so focused on the writing at that moment that I don't have time 
to think about other problems and that gives me a moment to charge my battery and you know when i'm done writing then i'm like oh yeah i have to do this and this and this and i have those chores and so it gives me a moment to recharge and then i can go about it again and so for me personally i think writing actually gives me energy and of course you have to eat healthy drink water go to bed on time you know all those other uh, uh, physical things that help you um stay fit and um so that you are feel well rested for the next day so by calculating uh, uh, the thoughts that you said just now uh, i i want to uh, i want to know uh, your decision making power uh, are you talking my decision making power in life or more when i choose topics to write about as an author or what what decision making do you mean as a complete human being as a complete human being okay that is very profound but I think the the decision making factor comes to well my well-being the most important thing is I think in all my decisions whatever it is as a human being is um my well-being and the well-being of my family so whatever it is that I choose to do uh that is the first thing that I think about okay is this is this decision going to affect me and you know my kids my husband and my my family in a positive way and if the answer is yes then i go for it and um if the answer is no then i have to analyze okay why not and in what degree does it affect the people around me or myself and and as long as you think about the happiness and well-being of you yourself and of course the people around you I don't think that you can go wrong in a decision. In the end, I mean, of course, anything can happen and then you decide um I mean, you you regret your decision that happens, but then you can also go back and say, "Okay, but I took the decision because I thought it would be the best for everyone." So, <laughs> you can find comfort in that thought. So how many things got affected because of your presence on this planet? Okay, how many things got affected because of my presence? Okay, oh, Sandy, very difficult questions. <laughs> you should have let me prepare. Uh let me see. Um well, you know, I I think everybody has an impact on somebody else's life and sometimes you're not even aware of it. I mean this conversation that you and I are having could have a huge impact on my career or on your career and you don't know so it can be uh, you know the decisions that you make or the paths that you choose you always collide with somebody else's life which can send the life of the other person in another direction without you even knowing and um it's only later on that you can see okay what happened to this person after we met or you know or how will that person's life or my life be affected by our our meeting or encounter or the decision that i took and well to answer your question specifically um i think it's tough to say i mean i hope in the very little things that i do which is writing for example that um 
you know, I'm not saying my book is not a life-changing book. It just, uh, it, it, you know, it's a, it's a, a simple romance story, but it does have, you know, the message of love and uh, uh, the message of love and the decisions that my characters take in their book. If somebody else reads it, you know, the, it could be a lesson that that teaches them something or that they can pick something from. So in my writing, I always try to put, even though it's for entertainment, I try to put some kind of message in it and the value of family and uh, the love between a couple, but also how their love might affect the rest of the family or the people around them. Um, so that could be, you know, my readers could pick something from that. And me as a person, I mean, as a teacher, I hope that I have a positive impact on my students. I mean, that's the reason why um, you pick, you know, this profession. You um, uh, hope that you can make a difference and that in five years they might not remember my name, but they can still think about, um, you know, that one thing that Mrs. Pan taught me that uh, helps me with whatever. So. As a teacher, I do hope that I have some kind of positive impact on my students' life. Yeah, yeah so I, 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 I forgot the last question that I asked and the answer that you are giving. Oh, um, you asked me what kind of impact, I mean, to summarize, you asked yeah, yeah. me what kind of impact I think I have had on somebody else's life. And um, I was like in the middle of the whole story when, you know, our connection got cut off. but. Um, to summarize, um, well, I, 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 you know, as a writer, I hope that my story has some kind of um, um, message for my readers. Uh, and I, I mean, it's not like literature or whatever, but, you know, it's, it's entertaining. And I try to uh, give some kind of message of love and not only between a couple, but also family love and what it stands for and values and um, the choices that my characters make in my books don't always um, resemble the choices I would make as a person. But, you know, the reader can also learn from this. I mean, if the choices that my character make are maybe the wrong choices, they're like, oh, okay, you know, it's life lessons. Um, so, beside from that, um, I was saying that as a teacher, I especially hope that I have some kind of impact on the life of my students. I mean, um, uh, you know, every that's the reason why you choose this profession. You know, you try to um, bring something to the table and you hope that in the future, whatever it is, even a small detail that one of your students maybe in five years would say, oh, yeah, but Desiree, my teacher, you know, Desiree, but she would used to say this or that so that you have some kind of beneficial impact on your on your students lives. And um Yes, and of course, as a mother, I mean, um, my my kids are my everything, and um, and as a mother, you're always doubting if you're making the right choices or you know uh, being being that person for your children that you hope to be, and that they come out the well-formed human beings that you you want them to, so that you can let them go and go out into the world and you know and do good themselves. So that is. That is what you hope that you achieve. And I think only time will tell in the end of my life, then I can start to analyze and say how I have impacted other people's lives because I, you, you never stop. I mean, 
as I was telling you before, um, um, I might have an impact on your life or you have an impact on mine just by making this video. And we will only, you know, time will only will only tell if that is so. So that was what I was saying <laughs> when our conversation got cut off. <laughs> How many visible and non-visible things are going to change because of your presence in coming days? Um, let me see. Well, the visible things that are going to change because of my presence, and again, I try to categorize for the sake of this conversation, I try to categorize that question in my roles as author, teacher, and let's say mother, or you know, as 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 a member of my family, and as an author, of course, every author wishes, and their biggest dream is that they become. I don't have to become a bestseller, but that sometimes I've always told my family that my dream would be fulfilled if sometime I would be like sitting on a train, for example, and I would spot somebody else reading my book. You know, that would be my dream come true. And that would be a visible, you know, change that I've had here on earth um, to leave something behind. And even if it's in a digital form, I mean, the fact that I have uh, written two books and that they are digitally there they will be there forever you know so that is also a visible change that i'm leaving behind and i hope many more books will follow and that people can enjoy them and um and um well that is i i hope what i can achieve as an author and then as a teacher um well my the visible changes that i will leave behind hopefully are i think that there the visible changes are less uh, noticeable because you know you impact when you're teaching you're you're preparing other people's minds so um but i hope that that does leave a good something behind and uh, we will just have to see how how visible that is and the same goes as a mother i mean i i try to the the form my kids as best as i can and i i do think it's very difficult to uh to leave something tangible behind, visible behind, um, because everything, um, you know, everything goes away in time. Everything you can touch goes away. So I do think that it's much more profounder and important to leave the invisible things behind, because those might have the best impact and they will last longer through time, I, I, I hope and believe. Uh, you're selling yourself uh, uh, through all these uh, roles uh, uh, with uh, with the communication mediums that you have. It can be writing or it can be uh, vocal uh, communication. So all these communications with your presence, you're selling yourself, you're putting yourself out, right? So there are you're changing things which are which are which are there on this planet. So as a communicator. As a person who teaches how to communicate, and as a as a person who uh, who is a teacher of a particular language which is created by human, what do you say about this communication system? Uh, the communication system, you mean as English as a language? The complete uh, communication. What do you say about communication? Yeah. Well, I think that. Um, Communication has gotten more difficult uh, uh, and easier, and to you know be be more specific, 
uh, easier because again you and I you're on the other side of the world to say or you know many hours apart and we the fact that we can talk like this is amazing I mean my grandmother wouldn't be able to believe that this would be possible so I do think that communication has become easier because of the technology but on the same hand it has a, had a very impact you know negative impact on the way we communicate as a teacher, I see it in my classroom every day. Kids uh, rarely talk to each other anymore. They send each other a WhatsApp or a message or a text or an email of three words and that's it. And sometimes they just use a, an, an emoji con, you know, and that's the whole conversation. So um, the technology has had an impact, a positive impact on the 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 range how you know how far you can communicate and um it has brought people closer together in that sense but i do think it has made uh, verbal communication and expressing emotions and having a real talk uh, it has made it easier to avoid that because of you know the technology which is, instead of i mean if I go back to my role as a teacher, I had a student in my class crying a couple of days ago. This girl, she was 15 or 16 years old. And I was like, what's wrong? He said, my boyfriend broke up through, um, with me through Instagram. So he didn't even take the time to really look or, you know, have a conversation. So and then if I and and um, on, on another note, if I if I speak as, you know, linguistically speaking as a, an English teacher, I do think that um, language is always, uh, you know, transforming itself. It's growing. Words are forgotten and taken out of the dictionary and new words come into the dictionary and it evolves. Language is always evolving, which is something which I love, uh, of, you know, of being a writer, creating. Um, uh, you're not, not literally creating new words, but the combination of words can make a new bring a new meaning you know give a new meaning to a sentence so um also in that sense uh, the fact that the technology is there gives us more opportunities to learn from other language and cultures which we can integrate in our own language maybe english or whatever language and it also enriches our own language because of the way we are connected right now I think we are interconnected as a person who did masters in technology and you are uh, as a person who, uh, who, who understands and uh, who knows what communication is, who's, uh, who's, uh, who spent a lot of time in uh, uh, understanding communication and uh, trying to improve yourself as a communicator and also tell what communication is to the world. So because of you, we the people are creating some technology, some software which we, with which we can uh, help uh, uh, the ordinary people who are not into tech uh, uh, to communicate with each other, these Instagram, uh, Skype, all these applications, all these applications are made uh, because by taking the help of you people, because who understands better about communication can tell what works in order to send the right message to the right person and what to accept, what to not, not accept, reject. All these are options came by understanding and communicating and uh, listening from the people like you. You are yeah. the people uh, who are into language, who are into communication, who knows about body language, 
who knows about these emojis are created because of uh, observations by taking the observations of yours because not only uh, a particular part of the uh, people that you are connected with you are into multiple uh, regions in the world like your experience will will help uh, the entire uh, planet i'm sure yeah. because the, you 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 have a lot of it seems like you have a lot of observations in your mind uh, that is why the reason your words are very have enough clarity that is yeah. what i am understanding thank you yeah i think that the 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 conclusion of this topic would be that hopefully all these new forms of communication will not replace the the original form of communication which is you know talking but it will bring added value and make uh, um you know give it enrich it but not replace it and i think that is something we have to keep in mind and teach our kids you know the the younger generations that it's very important to you know absolutely use these new technologies and get in touch with people on the other side of the world using whatever social media or other communication forms but do not let it replace the real communication which is just talking to someone face to face and having that connection with somebody on a you know personal level so i think if you combine these two you would have a wonderful uh you know a, a form of or a, a form of 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 being a whole in this whole let's say to say the word communication again but to have it like to integrate both aspects of it and not let one replace the other uh slightly go, going out of the uh, subject i want to ask question that is not uh, connected with you but uh, i think i believe that you are the right person who can tell me the answer for this well we'll see <laughs> yeah i uh, i don't know whether you are uh, uh, you collect information regarding the space related subject like nasa spacex uh, like no <laughs> i'm not um you should i you should have to talk to my sister she's really into those uh, in that into that topic um but i mean shoot you can ask me your question or and maybe <laughs> yeah i have a question related to this that's why i, I bought this so as a communicator i uh, i want uh, you to tell me you know human recently have sent a message through a device device is a uh, uh, is something in it is an electronic device he put some message and he sent to uh, uh, to out of the planet above above the planet he sent a message like it is it contains different uh, words that we talk it can it, there are different uh, language words and symbols written on that uh, on that system and sent and that went from thousands uh, you know uh, lakhs kilometers from far away from our planet to tell other uh, uh, species if they live mm-hmm. other than our planet to tell to send a message that we are here we are like this we are living here we are we are doing something here just to send some energy from here uh, to other planet so what do you say about this concept do you believe that this is also a communication system they are trying to send some message to other uh place so as uh-huh. a person who uh, interact with human beings who observe different country people who uh, have enough experience uh, uh experience what do you say is this possible and also another question 
I have two questions. I have another question. Is it as a communicator? Is it possible for a human being to communicate with other species? Oh, um, the last question is absolutely yes. I mean, it's not only um, and uh, I mean the nonverbal communication is just as important. Even if you don't understand what the person is saying, it's just by the look in the face or the gesture with the hands or you know, the body says so many things. So I absolutely believe that, you know, two different species can communicate with each other. I mean, just look at us and our dogs. I mean, I have I have a, a beautiful York, a, a Yorkshire Terrier and she, I mean, we don't understand each other in theory, but she understands me perfectly well. And, uh, and you know, and I think you can take that example to any kind of species. Um, so to answer the latter question, yes. And the first question, I mean, to send a message out there, uh, yes, why not? I mean, it's like um, if, if uh, alien life exists and, um, and if there is something else out there, uh, what more beautiful than to introduce ourselves and um, with a message of love, of course, and um, um, and again, everything is to enrich our experience as human beings and the future is welcome. So um, I would say, why not? So at last, uh, tell me about uh, the book that you published. Is this your first book? Yes. Um, I published, uh, it's called Oliver and Erica, and I published it uh, through Amsterdam Publishers uh, in 2018. And uh, I've published also, as I told you, a giveaway. It's a short novel, so it's called For My Sister. And um, right now, um, you can buy it on, well, any bookstore online, uh, actually, and you can order it as an e-reader or as a paperback. And uh, well, right now, as I told you before, I'm working hard on getting uh, my second novel published and of creating a reading platform because, you know, I'm, to be honest, it's, uh, I'm one in a million writers and uh, we are all want to get our beautiful stories and creations out there and you just have to find uh, the right audience to, to, that loves your reading and your style. So that is that is what I'm working on right now to get you know to get my name out there and my writing out there and uh, and of course in the first place is to just write I mean you write for yourself in the end or at least I do and I write the stories that I would like to read and then I share them with the rest of the world and I hope that you know other people will like them too. <laughs> so as an energy generator, I want you to tell me about influence and. Uh energy uh influence and energy but in what aspect what is influence and what is energy um i think influence is uh you set an example and uh people follow that example be it good or bad i mean that's you know another discussion but uh, when you influence others you are um um 
you're, as I say, you're setting an example and other people follow. And I think energy is when you put your energy out there or in something, you give away a part of yourself and somebody else picks it up and they do with that whatever they want. So they don't have to copy you or follow you per se, but they take that little piece that you put out there, energy in this case, and then they create something new, not something that you've done before. So what is the response that you got for the energies that you put out with the communication mediums that you have? Um, I think right now the response is little because the, um, the energy that I've put out so far um, is, it has not reached a very big audience at the moment. If I'm talking about my books, the energy that I've put in them um, but the energy that I've received back uh, is, uh, is, is, is positive, which is, of course, extremely important for an author because you feel value for the energy that you put in it. <laughs> you see what I mean? So when the energy you receive back is positive, then you know the energy that you've put out is positive as well. And as I say, it's not been much because... Um, uh, the market is very difficult, but it doesn't matter because I do believe in this case it's quality and not quantity that is important. If you can reach two people and get uh, positive energy back, that's worth a lot more than when you reach 100 and you don't receive any positive energy back. So I think that's how you have to go about this. So, what is powerful in you? Sorry, what is what in me? What is powerful in you? Powerful uh, in me. Um, I think I have uh, one of my strengths and what what is powerful in me is that I have a lot of determination. Um, um, you know, once I set my mind to something, I try to, uh, you know, to, to, to fulfill it and, and keep going until I've achieved my goal. Um, you know, sometimes it, it, it can work benefit uh, also in a negative way because, you know, when something you put so much energy in it and it doesn't give you anything back, then you have to like reanalyze the whole thing and maybe think, okay, maybe I'm going, maybe I should stop or do it in a different way or something like that. But in my case, I do believe that one of my um, my strengths and what, what, what's powerful in me is that sense of to keep on going and to never quit. And I do believe that most of the people that are successful is is have this strength and this power because I mean it's very rare that you are that you achieve something just by trying it once. Most of the people, you know, they fail and they stand up again and they fall down again and they don't quit, which makes them uh, in the end achieve their goals. And as long as you keep going with the positive attitude and of course re-examining how you are going about it and maybe making some changes, then in the end you will get there. I think that is and even if you don't get there, just the simple idea that you tried, you did, you gave it your all, that alone is, I think, uh, very satisfying, you know, that you, you never gave up. 
I got a good question, but I forgot it. <laughs> uh, okay, I could I could think of something for you. A question for you. <laughs> yeah. Okay, uh, a question for you. Uh, if you could be, um, because I mean, you you do these uh, interviews, and I've also read a little of your bio, and I know you're into IT. Am I correct? Yeah. So if you would have to choose anything other than what you're doing right now to make a living, what would it be? Anything that what I'm doing now other than yeah. this. That you, you know, to, to make a living, but that would make you happy because in the end we talked about this, you know, it's important that you do something that gives you energy. Is there anything else you would love to do that would give you energy and make you happy? Just uh, sitting with a person whom I love and who loves me. Yeah, okay. Well, if that can make there's money, a new goal that is for you there. <laughs> if that a new goal. You, if that gives me money, that is, uh, that is great. Yeah, well, that's a new goal for you. And I, I get a lot, I mean, that's uh, uh, something most people would like to achieve, you know, to find someone to to that loves them and that you can love them back and, uh, and and unconditional love. I think that's the most important thing. So uh, that's a good one. Good answer. <laughs> I I got a good question, but I forgot on it. It was a very important question to ask. Well, then maybe we have to set another date. And then I, I was, I was going to tell you because um, if this, uh, because I, as I said, I'm looking for a literary agent for my for my next novel, and um, as I said before, you know, it takes many months for them to consider your 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 manuscripts before they get back to you. So I've like put like a deadline for myself, and I've decided that if you know by the end of this year I haven't got uh, uh, the response I'm hoping for, then I might decide to self-publish my next. Uh, novel and I'm actually you know on Instagram I'm asking my peers uh, how they have gone about this and if this is a good decision because there are pros and cons to the traditional publishing and to the self-publishing and you know both choices are fine as long as you make the decision that is right for yourself or um, and uh, so you know I'm, 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 I'm thinking about doing this so I was gonna say that it, when I, if I do self-publish, or even if I get my book traditionally published, then I can, we can have this conversation again, and then you can have time enough to think of your question. Definitely. <laughs> and then you, and then we'll get, we'll get back to each other again. I'll have something new to tell you, and then you can, uh, then you can think about what it is you wanted to ask. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I will ask uh, in that time for sure. So. At last, uh, have you seen any videos of mine on YouTube previous? Um, well, in preparation, you know, that's a, a little exaggerated. But before, when you reached out to me, I, of course, kind of like, uh, you know, looked you up. And I've seen some of your, 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 your interviews and your chats with other people. And I was like, okay, so right after our conversation, I'm going to subscribe to your YouTube channel so that I can keep on following you and see uh, who else you've talked to and how you're doing. So as a as a person who is into different roles, because you you spend your life in different roles, you are observing things, you are, are learning things, you are going to different countries, traveling, like uh, uh, physical communication and uh, 
you know mental communication just by sitting uh, thinking and writing so you are into all communication mediums you are using it very 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 good you know the language of yours makes me understand that uh, you have a uh, perfect grip on everything that you are talking you are very controlled and you know what you are talking and you know what uh, i am <laughs> asking you. you right so this consciousness what do you say with this consciousness about what i am doing i did interviews with like uh, eight more than 80 to 90 country people who are into different professions who are not connected with my profession uh who are nutritionist army officer police officer who are completely different from what i am doing so i'm just trying to communicate and trying to know like there can be a psychologist a doctor like i don't i have no connection with them but i'm able to connect with them and can establish a connection and i can continue uh, that relationship with them this virtual relationship like how you travel physically i'm traveling virtually just just by sitting in home and traveling to be too many different countries and uh, knowing uh, too many different point of views and uh, thoughts yeah. and what the work that they are doing the great work that they are doing so like you so what do you say about your observation of my complete uh, work yeah Well, I think you are using this technology because we talked before about the difference, you know, the the, the communications and 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 I think you are using it in the best way possible. Um, you are traveling with your mind around the world and having conversations with, uh, as you said, with with people in completely different professions from other backgrounds in other countries, with uh, you know stories that they have to tell. um and you're enriching your life but also other people's lives who listen to your uh interviews by sharing this and i think that this is one of the best ways and a good example of a positive way in using uh this uh, uh type of communication and for people who are not able to travel and are writers i mean what best way than to use you know like this virtual traveling style to um be able to even if your all your senses are not involved at least you the rest you can use your imagination with and then use it as you know to to make a whole idea or a complete package of uh, um of the 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 experience that the other person is having and i think that if you uh, are a writer and you are not in a position to um and and for example you like to write about in in my case i try to use different settings and locations around the world and if there are places you've never been to uh you're giving a perfect example of a, of of a, a way to um get that experience anyhow even if you can't physically go there and the rest you can use your imagination to you know make it complete and a few words about my communication with you and uh, my questions to you well i you caught me off guard here and there <laughs> but i really enjoyed this conversation because it's uh, you know it goes deeper than a simple interview and uh, you're uh, interested in my views on topics that are not only related to my uh, career as a writer or you know just as a human being which that is which i also find in the end that's the most important thing so i i i really enjoyed it and um uh, you made me think 
which I, uh, which I think is important, you know, uh, you have to think about the questions and try to come up with, uh, with an answer that um, even if English is not my mother tongue, you know, I try to formulate my sentences so that I can get across my, my answer and my message correctly. <laughs> uh, I'll put your book links in the books links and uh, your communication uh, links in the description of this video. People who find our video on YouTube can, can buy your book through oh, that That link. would be wonderful. Thank you so much. And thank you so much for this opportunity and for reaching out to me. And I mean, I was wondering why me, you know, and so I, I was I want to say thank you. And uh, well, I, it was a pleasure talking to you. Uh, it's uh, thank you for giving me opportunity to ask too many questions and uh, ask about yourself and uh, know more about uh, a lot of things which I have in my mind. Thank you very much for that. Yeah, you're welcome and uh, hopefully we'll uh, speak again. Sure, definitely. I, I will wait for that. And can I put this video and audio clip on my YouTube channel? Yes, of course. Yes. And, and on my social media, internet, podcast, website, everywhere with your permission? Yes, yes. You are free to, uh, to use this video uh, on all your social media. Thank you very much. Uh, and keep going, keep doing what you love. Yes, you as well. Thank you and have a nice day. Yeah, bye. <laughs> bye.